everyone, and welcome to another episode of Raising Bulls, brought to you by the Beautiful Game Network and Roughneck Scarves. We are the only podcast dedicated to the New York Red Bulls 2 of USL. Tonight, we got a short show today. We don't have a, a game this weekend to preview, so uh, no guest. We're just going to be talking about what has happened over the last week, which is not not a lot. <laughs> Two draws, uh, which makes four in their last four matches. Uh, we'll send a congratulations out to the coach, uh, talk about the construction that began today. We got our ex-Red Bull 2 report, and of course, our USL roundtable. Joining me tonight, as always, uh, the man who loves to say that I'm a troll but doesn't understand the definition, it's Anthony Merced. Hello, Anthony. First off, you are a troll, and hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> I like to make you fight with me. I don't like to make the world fight with me. No, see, you don't like. See, you like to start the fight. You don't like it when I start the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and of course, we have of Bill Toomey Photography. It's Mr. Bill Toomey. How are you doing, Bill? I'm doing good, Joe. Just hoping we can get a win soon. <laughs> yep. Uh, Bill, I gotta say before we move on to to the rest of the show, and we're not going to spend a lot of time talking about the the Hudson River Derby, but uh, I'm a big fan of the shot that you got of Derek Etienne holding the Smurf head. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I couldn't believe he was holding a Smurf head. I was like, what is going on in this world? <laughs> I mean, it did land right in front of him. It was beautiful. And the, the face yes. on that thing is so creepy. It is. <laughs> uh, it's like a right. stone Smurf. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's very quickly say congratulations to uh, John Wallenek. He welcomed his second child, Andrew John Wallenek, uh, this past weekend. Six pounds, 14 ounces. As far as we know, everybody's doing very well, and uh, we wish him nothing but the best. Congrats, John. Woo! Boop, boop. That's going to be a, a future Red Bull striker. Uh, if he's anything like his dad, we'll, uh, we'll be very proud to have him. Well, sources say that he's already signed to a uh, homegrown deal. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> I did hear that. Um, okay, he might, see, he might see some minutes in uh, in, in, in in at six months for the <laughs> for, for the, the MLS U, side. The U one team. team. <laughs> yes, the U one team. I thought he could get out there. I mean, if Ben Mines could get on the field for Red Bull one, I don't see why uh, Andrew. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's got the face of an infant yeah yeah <laughs> he'll be the first player to score uh for the red bulls that can't actually give a post-game interview well not really <laughs> <laughs> all right let's let's move over to uh the matches from this past week the midweek game against ottawa uh it, you know the funny thing here is i saw it was a 10 30 match i did not realize it was camp day in Canada, uh, which is why they had that that early, early match. There was 8,000 people there. I thought it would not be well attended. Red Bulls trot out basically uh, a mixture of um, like fringe first team players uh, who have had time at USL. Not a whole lot to speak of from this match. Derek Etienne nearly has a goal. But uh, other than that, this was, I think, a snooze fest. Well, anything positive to come from this match, either of you, Bill or Anthony? I just thought the attendance was crazy. I couldn't believe there were so many people there on a weekday at 1030 in the morning. And like you said, there really wasn't too much going on. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ottawa has just been so poor. So, Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm still going to – I'm going to beat this horse deader than dead. I don't think and, – and you can disagree with me on this because Derek Etienne had a great goal uh, in the Hudson River Derby. 
I just don't think he is a striker. He is an incredibly dynamic winger and can really pull defenses apart um, from the wings. But it's just he lacks this finishing touch, but they they keep putting him in those roles. And and like I, I, I just don't think that that's that's where he is. Um, he's best suited. I ha- I do have a theory about that with the way that they've been playing him. Uh, when Bradley's on the pitch and he's on the pitch, he's kind of playing sort of that underneath free roaming forward. So less of a striker and more of like a support um, forward. I know. A number 10? Not a number 10. Uh, a number 11. <laughs> a le- you, the nine it would... It's a thing. It is a thing. A nine would be, you know, your main striker. I'm, I was also told to get away from talking about uh, numerology when it comes to uh, the players because it's, it's going over some Italian people's heads. It's a thing. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, no. If you think about um, uh, pairs of, uh, of strikers, there's... The, the best pairs always have one guy who's kind of the, the big target body that uh, can hold the ball up if he needs to, but uh, generally within the 18 can get the ball and score. Uh, something that we used to talk about Brandon Allen and, and what he was able to do when he was here. And then the support striker there would make a lot of the, the overlapping runs or uh, free up space by making the smart runs, uh, but be able to take on defenders with the ball facing goal and just be another threat. So you couldn't just key in on the one guy. And so I, th- I think they're doing that a little bit with him when, when he plays for Red Bull one. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It doesn't happen more often. He ends up coming in as a sub to be the replacement striker right. uh, more of the time. Well, I, look- I, I think that I, I, I think that that guy, Look, um, you know, I sent you a message after um, when we were at the game um, saying that it warmed my heart watching him score that goal because he is literally one of the talents that I feel he, he is. He is a starter to me in MLS. Like I just I, I know that I'm, I'm I'm on the bandwagon for Derek Etienne, but it just it's just one of those deals where I hate seeing him in that substitute role. Uh, I, I can kind of agree with that for the most part. I think he's still earning his stripes. I think he knows that. Uh, but if he keeps putting in performances like this, there's no reason why he shouldn't be on the field from the start of the game. So uh, let's keep our fingers crossed. Obviously, uh, I think his position is is up against Danny Royers. And, you know, it, it it's a question of what kind of player do you want to bring to the game? Because they have similar aspects, but uh, they're they're certainly different in, in their approach to uh, the offense. But let's talk about <laughs> uh, the rest of Ottawa. If you had to give someone a man of, of the match for uh, a somewhat lackluster performance, who would you give it to? Mara? He had a really good save. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That makes sense. It was it was nice to see him playing. Uh, it all was right. cool to see him play again. I wrote, brought back some memories of the, the championship season. I wrote down none, but all right, I'll, I'll, I'll go with Mira. <laughs> um, you didn't say none was an option. Well, you know, I said if you had one, who would it be? You could have said, ah, I don't really have one. And the possession was crazy. The yeah. Ripples had 65.9%. That's always what the worst for the for either yes. team. If they're out possessing the team by that much, you know it's going to be a boring game where nothing's happening because the other team's just bunkering and hoping for the best. Uh, okay, let's talk about another bunker team, but one that has tremendous speed up top. Uh, Nashville SC. They came into this match. They probably should have won it. Uh, they were able to score off of a very very bad turnover. Uh, from uh, Jordan Scarlett very early in this match. It was sort of the antithesis of the Hudson River Derby. Um, 
and Red Bull spent the rest of the, the, the first half trying to climb back in. They eventually get a goal through Vincent Bezicourt, who was uh, sort of a guest player on the day. Uh, but things kind of fell off uh, in the second half. And it, it really did look like Nashville was going to win that game, which would have been a huge result for them, I think. Yeah, it's it, it this this game really baffled me because I I thought that Red Bull made just bonehead mistakes yeah. at at certain portions um and they're better than that. Um they there were moments that they didn't pay. Uh there were I I think of Hassan Endam's moments in the second half where he's just cool with a guy doing a turn right in front of him. I think it was Maloto did a turn right in front of him. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what are you like? Wake up, you know? And, and just yeah, there frustrating. Was yeah. De- definite lack of urgency. I wonder uh, if <laughs> the players were celebrating Cinco de Mayo uh, the night before and <laughs> maybe not <laughs> up for the game young to drink. What did they get? Sugar hangovers? Perhaps, perhaps. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, you know, you I think you hit the nail on the head. The the defense has been very Jekyll and Hyde this year. Uh, when they're good, they could be very, very good. When they're bad, they can be downright awful. Uh, there were moments of both in this match for Endom and Scarlett uh, specifically. I think uh, Stoffer, I thought, showed very well at left back. I think that he's certainly a legitimate challenger uh, to Nico Devera. And, you know, how he played on the on the on the day, I would say he's maybe even potentially leaped over Devera in, in the depth chart. Yeah. I, um, I mean, it's, I think the sample size is a little too small versus Devera's, but, um, I mean, I, I, I could see that happening. My, my biggest thing. And, uh, I was discussing this with Joe Steen at the match, uh, is Devera, he's very good in terms of getting in the right position, but maybe a bit undersized. He needs to to bulk up a little bit, I think, to really stand out and, and make a name for himself. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's USL, so yeah, it, it's yeah. a little hard to, you know, for MLS definitely, but for USL, he's I, I think that he would be my first option. Okay. Bill, what do you think? Who Who's getting your vote between Stoffer and Devera? Hi, Stoffer. All right. Me. I like the way you think, Bill. It's groupthink. And <laughs> <laughs> formal Red Bull. Yeah, it's yeah. Like Kamara yeah. is there. Oh, right. yeah. Kosuke, uh Well, I'll talk about him a little bit at the end because he was fantastic uh, in terms of just being a really uh, open and fun athlete to talk to. Uh, I got an update on Andrew Lombard. Uh, he is healthy. Didn't make the eighteen. Um, I discussed this a little bit last week about uh, Reading that, you know, there's a number of players who uh, are doing well for the team right now and a number of guys who are struggling to kind of make the cut. And apparently Andrew Lombard is one of those guys. So hopefully we can see him uh, get some minutes coming up. But uh, it is apparently not an easy thing for for the guys who aren't in the 18 to break in this year. Tommy Redding is a bust. All right. That's hey. Look. <laughs> hey, and you know what? And, and you know, there, there's a lot of people who don't in in, in specifically soccer podcasts and in uh, the blogger slash journalist world that don't like hearing things like that about certain guys. It's up to these guys to prove us wrong. You know, this is this is a professional game, and if you can't make if you were playing MLS minutes two years ago, I don't care how young or old you are, and you can't make the 18 of a two team. I mean, what are you doing wrong? 
So he's got to figure it out and and earn his way back onto this team because I I did not expect the fact that he wouldn't even be playing minutes with the two squad. Yep, I I fully agree. I probably wouldn't be as mean as you, but I I, I agree with the concept. Well, this is he's, New York. He's got to sh- he's got to show it, and he hasn't showed it yet. Um, if this is, we should do um, a whole show where I just pretend to be Mike Francesa and yell because this is exactly what Mike. Are you kidding me? Tony can't make the eighteen. <laughs> One last guy I want to talk to talk not to but about for this match, uh, Chris Lima. I I was very very impressed with what he did. I thought in the second half you were discussing how many mistakes the team was making, and uh, it seemed like everybody was kind of on their own page. Which you know maybe a little bit of that is trying to have these guys from the first team who were there and uh, wasn't working out. But uh, Lima, I think, was the guy who all day looked in control. He was very good with the ball at his feet. His passes were excellent. Uh, he had the assist on the the Bezicourt goal, which. Uh, broke down a tough line to break down, admittedly, with with Nashville, and I kind of want, I want to see more of him. I want to see him and Tanari paired together in the midfield. That'd be great. Pretty, yeah, that would be pretty awesome to see both of them up there. I mean, that that pass alone was was pretty pretty awesome to see. And I I gotta feel bad for any central midfielder on this team right now because you have a bunch of guys who I think all deserve time and. Uh, obviously not as many spots as probably are warranted. Aguinaga has done well uh, when he's been out there. Echeverria has done very well. Caceres has done well from time to time. You could still see he's got a, a ways to go, but um, obviously Tanari and now Lima, it's just, that's an insane depth for a USL squad, but it's, they've got to get the, the, the rest of the team around them, I think, performing up to their level. Um, it's the curse of the Red Bulls. Um, you know, if you're if you're a midfielder, no matter how good you are, there's somebody next to you either equally or um, really close to uh, your talent. I mean, would you have ever thought that Dan Metzger would have been cut? No, no, I wouldn't have. So, yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, man of the match. Who you got? Bezicourt for the goal. Okay. Bezicourt with a goal, but... With all the saves, Evan Laurel from me. Okay. I'm going to give mine to Chris Lima uh, for all the reasons I mentioned before. Uh, Okay. uh, We got news today that construction has begun at Montclair. I believe the first game there is in June. Is that right? Anybody want to uh, check that? So we're coming up to that. Hopefully we'll get to see some more progress coming up. Um, I think one of the reasons that things were delayed, there's a lot of events happening in and around there, especially with school still going on. So... Uh, hopefully we'll get to get regular progress updates and uh hopefully it's the june 2nd game against fc cincinnati i think that one is still at red bull arena if i'm not still mistaken. at red bull so I, it's probably the maybe next i'm not I'm maybe i'm wrong wait hold on do, 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 do. talk about something while i look this up we're talking about the fact that you <laughs> just hummed the uh hawaii animated series theme song no 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 that was hawaii five oh come on now <laughs> well, I don't watch. I don't watch the new Hawaii Five O, but you're right if you're talking about the old one. Yeah, the old one. I don't know about the new one. Okay. Either. <laughs> uh, well, I know is that the guy from Lost is in it. The first one is yeah. Uh, the first one is on Saturday, June 9th against the Charlotte Independents. That'll be the first game at uh, MSU. So plenty of time for them to to get things together there. Um, 
Yeah, Independence he, Day for Red Bull too. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Any other thoughts to add, guys? Welcome that? to Montclair. Sorry. Montclair Miners. Yeah, the Miners will be back. It'll be very exciting. Uh, okay, we're going to jump into the X Red Bull 2 report. Uh, <laughs> the name of this team is going to haunt my oh, dreams God. till the end of time. Zico Lewis came off the bench and played 10 minutes for FH Hafnar Fjarder. Uh, in a 3-1 loss to Breedable, Breedablick. Breedablick? Breedable. Got it. <laughs> Breedable. <laughs> it looks like Breedablick. I don't know. That's Man, these are tough names. Uh, Rafa Diaz did not play in either of Sac Republic's games this week. They lost to uh, Portland Timbers, too. Uh, but they that beat, guy can't buy minutes. <laughs> they, but they beat Seattle Sounders, too. So I guess a mixed bag in Port... Um, I almost said Portlandia, but I meant Cascadia. Uh, Tim <laughs> Schmoll did not make the team uh, against Ebbsfleet United in the uh, promotion playoffs, and Aldershot lost in a shootout. Uh, so sorry to hear that, Tim. You'll be in the conference next year. Uh, Noah Powder started and played 90 minutes in a 2-1 to loss to uh, Salt Lake, the Real Marnock Salt Lake City. Dan Metzger started and played 81 minutes, earned a yellow card in a 3-1 win for Penn FC over Tampa Bay. Wow. What's going on, Tampa Bay? They looked good for a little while. Now they're getting spanked. Dilly Duca and FC Motown will be playing tomorrow. Hunter Freeman is also on that team, so I'm going to kind of shoehorn him in there as well. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, the Red Bull U23s in the Open Cup playing game. So good luck to all involved. There's a lot of good uh, people and uh, coaches on both sides. Uh, in that Tampa Bay game, Junior Fleming started and played 78 minutes. Of course, they lost 3 nothing. like I said. David Jim is out with his torn ACL. Brandon Allen and Beth Steele, uh, they, he started and played 66 minutes in a 3 nothing or 3 to one win over the kickers. He did not have a goal in the match. He's still shut out, but Beth Steele gets their second win. But again, it's against the kickers. <laughs> the only team they've beaten no, this year. No penalty shots. No penalties. The only team they've beaten this year is the kickers. And <laughs> I guess. No penalties. You know, if they could play them every week, they'd be very happy. Poor Kyle Rainish for Fresno FC. He played 90 minutes in a 2-1 to one loss uh, against. Oh, I didn't write down who they played. Uh, it was uh, San Antonio. Uh, game winning goal is an own goal off of Rainish. It The ball hits the post, oh, no. bounces off the post, hits his back, and rolls into the net. Felt so bad for him. <laughs> Terrible way to lose a match. Sorry, smack the microphone. And that happened in two different matches this weekend. Hooray, <laughs> USL. Right? Brian Meredith had one off of him. Uh, and, yeah, Kyle Rainish. Just... Awful. Uh, Zach Carroll came off the bench, played 76 minutes for Reno 1868 FC uh, after an injury to James Kiff, uh, left them short at the back. It was a 0-0 draw with the switchbacks, a real snoozer of a game. Conrad Pleva did not make the 18 for Real Monarchs in their 2-1 win over OCSC. Uh, Speedy Williams started and played 90 minutes in Louisville's first loss of the season, 1-0 to Indy 11. Uh, featuring Carl we met, who played 90 minutes in that match. Uh, Marius Obakop uh, did not play for Lucifero Ordea in the Romania Liga 2 because the match was canceled. <laughs> he is still yet to make the bench for that team. 
Uh, Mike DeFonta started and played 90 minutes in a cracker of a match. Uh, Phoenix Rising 4-3 win over LAFC. We or not LAFC. Los Dos LA Galaxy two. We have to talk about that match later. Yeah. Uh, okay, I was about to say. I was, I was about to be. Like, let's finish, talk about that match. Let's finish the report first. Uh, Aaron Brasulovic uh, played six minutes for Fremad Amateur in their one over one nothing win over Skive. Skive. S K I V E. I'm going to say Skive. <laughs> oh, and that's the last one, of course, because uh, Carl Wilmet is the bottom of the list, and you know I already went over him. Uh, let's turn to all things USL. First and foremost, before we get into uh, what we were talking about with uh, Phoenix, Pittsburgh Riverhounds are the sole team to be unbeaten in USL in 2018. Some genius called this weeks ago. I don't remember who, but uh, I think think it was Anthony. Yeah, it must have been Anthony. He's always right. Uh, I am a genius. We'll have to let's let's clap for Anthony. Although I, I, I do find it interesting, though, that even though they're undefeated, they're still in third place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many draws. Oh, they're winning now, at least. They're getting results, but there were a lot of draws to start the season. Nico Brett is uh, doing a real good job there. Uh, keep your eyes on him. I think that he might be the uh, the breakout player for the Riverhounds this year. Uh, SAFC, two wins in a row now. Uh, but they came against Las Vegas, who is not playing particularly well right now, and Fresno, who is also kind of border. They have, I think, they were, I think, on a six or seven match undefeated streak, but it was almost all draws. Uh, but so, is this the real turnaround for for San Antonio? I know you're very high on them, Anthony. You picked them at the beginning of the season, um, or do we need to wait these results versus the opponent? Um, a little bit of both. I, I, I think that it is weighted a bit, but they th- this is the way that I thought they were going to play to kick off the season. And I'm not the only one that thought that they were going to be the dominant force in the Western Conference. Um, they they just seem to put it all together in the off season. But again, that's not the kind of thing that sometimes translates. And uh, they've had a hard go of it. But uh, this is this is the kind of form that they they're in and. I think this is a proper reflection of, of the way that they that they should be playing. Yeah, no, I think that that they certainly have a lot of talent, but uh, I want to see them do it against a, a better team before I'm ready to say like, okay, they finally figured their their stuff out. Uh, moving Don't on, you dare insult Vegas Lights because if you do, a black car <laughs> being driven by a llama but, <laughs> and a very drunk Shalice <laughs> will um, threaten you. And um, then we'll be forces the USL be forced to suspend him again for another whatever like seven games. I was, I was just gonna say before I transition, what is his suspension? It's six games, seven. And games? I believe it's six games for threatening the referee. Yes. And he was drunk on the sideline. Is that my? He wasn't drunk. I added the drunk. Oh, part. All right. Because <laughs> no, well, I did hear that from other people. So. He might have been. <laughs> what a team they've got going out there. You know, they're not playing great right now, but. So much fun. So much I mean, fun. they get paid in casino chips. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty awesome. <laughs> bet, a, bet it all on red. Um, oh! So Cincinnati, topping the East. They've got three wins in a row. Uh, they beat 
Um, Atlanta, Indy, and Ottawa in their last three matches. Strangely enough, they've only won once, maybe twice at home this season. They've only won one game at home this season. All of these wins that they have, they have five wins, uh, came on the road, which is unusual because they were atrocious on the road last season. Uh, so something I want to follow closely, Anthony, what do you think is is working for Cincinnati right now, uh, specifically when they travel away from home? Uh, they're a team that plays up to the opposition. I thought that, that going into that indie game, I didn't think that Cincinnati was going to walk away with it, but uh, they they love the challenge of going blow for blow with the, with teams. I think um uh, what's his name a uh, Welshman is um is is really kind of coming into his own this year. Cincinnati's a good squad, and they're 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 going to have to play above their expectations this year to be contenders because I don't think that they are. But they're a team that um is 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 gonna is gonna wow a, a lot of teams that are normally that that will look upon them as being less than okay fair fair um i forgot when we were doing the x red bull report that penn fc also played yesterday they lost to ottawa i'm checking now to see if dan played in that match because i did not watch it he did and played 90 minutes uh Poor. It's a bad, bad life when you lose to Ottawa. It sure is. Poor, poor Dan. It was only by one goal. Uh, okay, and that brings us to the last bit that I want to talk about, and that is, you know, when we were talking about SAFC, uh, San Antonio FC, they're now turning it around. You know, we mentioned that you picked them ahead of the season. This might be their turnaround. I want to know, is there a team – Pick one team from each conference that you think right now is sitting below that eighth seed, below the playoff line, that you expect to make the playoffs at the end of the season. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay, Bill. All right. So Eastern Conference, my pick is Charlotte Independence. Right now they're sitting in 11th place. They, so I think they, what they is have it, some time. What is it about Charlotte that you that you like? Pretty much over the past years, they've they've always been a, a pretty decent team. So I think they're struggling right now, but I think they have what it takes to to make it again above that red line. I think they're they're adjusting to life without Enzo Martinez. Uh, they are winless in the last five, and you're right that there's there's talent on the team, but we'll we'll see which uh, which North Carolinian squad will will make it out of there. <laughs> okay, who we got in the Western Conference? West, probably the same as Anthony, Las Vegas Lights FC. You gotta love them, right? They're they're you crazy. Love Las Vegas, they're crazy. They got Flay for Flav, you know, just hanging out <laughs> on the sidelines. I don't know what to make it make of them. All right, so they lost to San Antonio, who hasn't been good. They drew Real Monarchs twice or once, uh, definitely the once, uh, and then drew against Tulsa, who's awful. <laughs> so he, they've only got one loss in the last five matches, but uh, they've also only got six points out of those five. So who knows? <laughs> I would love to see them in the playoffs, just because I think that would be so much fun. Uh, they're I, like the, they're like a, a a soccer version of a Terry Gilliam film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, Anthony. They're, they're both. Dark and uh, but comedic at exactly the same time. <laughs> yeah, and you're afraid, but you can't stop watching them. 
Exactly. Okay, <laughs> Anthony, who you got from the Eastern Conference? Uh, from the East, I'm going to go with Bethlehem Steel. Um, they're going to be a yo-yo team, but uh, I they, there's a lot of good talent there, and I think that um, if they can piece it together and make a good late run, uh, they 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 could get into I think any any of those last three spots, six, seven, eight. I think six, seven, and eight in the Eastern Conference is going to be uh, go down on the wire to that last game of the season. Fair. And in the West. Is Brandon Allen going to come back? <laughs> Brandon Allen is going to have a million penalty goals this year. <laughs> Who you got in the West? Um, I, okay, because Bill said Vegas lights, I'm not going to pick them so, so that we can be a little bit different here. And I'm going to say that the Colorado Springs switchbacks are going to get it together. They're not an what? exciting team. They never, they never have been. <laughs> Um, but I think that they're they're the kind of team that in August and September they tend to trend upwards. So perhaps we'll see something from them here. Um, but I do want to give a shout out to Reno eighteen sixty eight who um, is not playing well at all. Hopefully they can turn it around because they were a really exciting team last year. Yeah, they their last two. All right, so they're unbeaten in the last four, two wins, two draws. Their last two matches were both scoreless draws. <laughs> At least they seem to have settled down their defense. Uh, when they played the switchbacks a, a couple weeks ago, they lost four nothing. They drew them zero zero on Saturday, and zero zero against Rio Grande Valley uh, uh, on Wednesday last week, which is not a good team. That's a, a bad team. <laughs> and how about we also give a energy? The OKC yeah, energy. Say, we need to give a shout out to OKC because they're, 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 they're wearing their a last so, five. Seven. They lost their last seven matches, Bill. They won their opening match. They're wearing a platinum sombrero. They are bad. The only team uh, to have a, uh, a goal differential that is equal to or worse is Ottawa Fury. Negative 11 after seven matches. Oofta. And they just won one. So they were worse. They were negative 12, but they just won one nothing. And they're below, or no, they're above <laughs> Los Dos because they have a win. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my picks now for uh, the East and the West. I'm gonna say that I agree with Anthony in the East. I think Beth Steele is better than any of the other teams that are uh, in the bottom half, but they are definitely not showing it right now. But I think come summer they're gonna start to figure things out a little bit. Maybe Brandon Allen could, uh, you know, use some help in the work rate department, but. I think that he's good for a couple goals or should be in the West. I'm going to say Fresno. They have not been exciting. They've been getting a lot of draws, but they kind of remind me of uh, Rochester in that way. They don't give up a ton of goals, which is good down the stretch. And, you know, a point in here and there while other teams are, are kind of yo-yoing around, as Anthony said, I think will do them good. And uh, yeah, I think they'll, they'll make the playoffs. All right. <laughs> Nothing to say. Uh, that's it for us today, guys. It's a whoa, short whoa, show. Whoa, whoa, what? Whoa, whoa, oh, we whoa, forgot to talk whoa, about Phoenix. Whoa, whoa. I'm so yeah, sorry. Like you, you just skipped over like the the greatest part of the USL weekend, which was Phoenix Rising against LA Galaxy Two. This is one of the most entertaining soccer matches I've seen in like the last three months. This was ridiculous it was ridiculous uh, for fans who do not know la galaxy went into halftime leading three to one uh and drogba assists and scores a penalty 
at the end of the match to win it for Phoenix four to three. Absolutely bonkers. Now, this, a tale of two now, halves. This wasn't the game where um, uh, Drogba took a sip of a kid's water and then hit a corner to, to bring up a goal. Drogba <laughs> has been a freaking rock star in the UFL this, this season. Yeah, he's pretty hilarious. I, I, I like I like that guy and what he does. <laughs> um, anything in particular that you want to talk to about that match or just that it was so exciting? and, just, and so It's fun? so incredibly entertaining. If you have ESPN Plus and, and um, you know, you're, you're following USL this year you and you haven't seen this game, go. Just the first two goals and um, alone, which I believe happened like two minutes from each other, Efrain um, Alvarez's shot from outside the box was just a screamer. And then the, uh, the, the reaction from Phoenix to, um, to tie the game, the goal celebration from the, uh, the player that scored, I believe it was Jason Johnson. Um, yeah, Jason Johnson. Just turning around and walking away without celebrating. It looked like a Terminator. <laughs> just like, that's what I do. I think it was like we shouldn't even have to have scored three goals to get back in this game. This is ridiculous. It was just, it was everything. Also, the crowd was super hot. It yeah. was, um, I mean, more than just the temperature because it's Phoenix. Uh, <laughs> but you know, they they've got a great atmosphere in that little pop up stadium. It's a it, it's a fun team to keep track of. The the best part about the match for me, so it was tied one one at one point, and Phoenix just took over the game and looked like they were ready to score the next you know six goals in this match, and somehow some way LA was like, you know what, I know we don't score goals, but today we're, we're turning it on. They score two very very quick strikes, and I think for Phoenix to not completely buckle the way that a certain blue team from new york did is incredible what yeah the rangers had a bad season (laughs) (laughs) what an incredible incredible match so much fun uh okay go watch it yeah go watch it get espn plus Uh, look if you if you can't be bothered to get espn plus at least watch the highlights those are easy to find go to youtube watch the highlights of this match but you should watch this whole thing because it was a lot of fun okay that's it for us like i said it's a short show uh, you can find us on Twitter. I am at underscore Joe Goldstein. And I am at NYC Soccer World. And I'm at Bill TNJ. And a big shout out to Anthony for your hilarious tweet today about teams that don't play <laughs> in the cities that they're named after. I enjoyed that. Oh, and, yeah, we will, we'll get into that here. <laughs> Maybe if, uh, if, if Mark and you want me on, we can talk about that. There you go. <laughs> And if you want to follow the show, and we hope you do, it is at Raising Bull Cast. That's one bull, Raising Bull Cast. And of course, that's all on Twitter. You can follow us at Facebook.com slash Raising Bulls. You can go to RaisingBulls.com where we keep all our episodes. And I have promised in the past there is going to be written content. It's just getting that together. And I'm lazy. So take it that way. Joe just doesn't want to pay me. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find us. Yeah, he's way too expensive. Uh, you can't afford me. Well, I, it's it's more like I don't want to pay that money because I don't think you're worth it. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are there, and you can find us. Find us, rate us, review us. It means everything. It'll help other people find the show, uh, and we would very much appreciate it. 
And go buy Joel Goldstein's album. Yeah, hey, I was going to do that at the very end. But, you know, uh, I released my album today, Dusk. It is available on iTunes and Amazon, all the places that I mentioned before, and Spotify. I'm also on Tidal. I didn't know, but I'm there. Who knew? Look at that. Yeah. High quality me. Well, the quality uh, is referring to the audio fidelity only. Um, it's you, Beyonce, and Jay-Z because no one else has title. That's it. <laughs> um, we're, of course, brought to you by BGN.FM, the Beautiful Game Network. They've got a ton of great shows. They've added a bunch over the last couple of weeks, so I'm going to give those podcasts uh, a shout-out because I always do the other ones. Uh, Down in the Valley, a RGV podcast. Texas Soccer Radio with uh, coverage of all things Texas soccer. Backyard Footy. Fox Trot which is Fresno, uh, the Bethlehem Blast Furnace, obviously a Beth Steele podcast. We're going to have to talk to those guys this year, I'm sure. Sock Takes and Rising as One, a Phoenix Rising dedicated podcast. Uh, you can find those on bgn.fm and, of course, on iTunes and wherever else, you know. And last but not least, thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official scarf supplier of MLS, USL, and U.S. Soccer. Get custom scarves for your group or team at Roughneck Scarves. Dot com. Anyway, uh, that's it for us. For myself, Anthony Merced, Bill Toomey, thank you very much. Have a great night.